Today on the Feast of the Most Holy Trinity, we reflect on God's own identity. God is a communion of persons. God is a family. God is a relationship of Father, Son, and Spirit. And this is revealed, of course, in Scripture through the, through the teachings of Jesus and, and other stories that we know that shed light on this. But uh, perhaps the event that, more than anything else, shows us the uh, reality of the Blessed Trinity are the events that we celebrate during the Easter season. God the Son, Jesus of Nazareth, became human. He died and rose from the dead, but He didn't raise Himself from the dead. The Father raised Him by sending the Spirit to reanimate His body. In the resurrection, we see that the love that the Father has for the Son is stronger than death. I can't emphasize enough how important that is. The love that the Father has for the Son is stronger than death. And the reason that this is important is because the love that the Father has for the Son is the same love that the Father has for us. And this is what St. Paul was talking about in that second reading. Paul proclaims that we have received a spirit of adoption through which we call God Father. And because we are children of God, we are heirs with Christ. That means that we receive the very same reward, the very same inheritance that Jesus received, namely being raised from the dead and invited into His heavenly kingdom. The love that the Father has for us is stronger than death. The children of God, those who have been adopted into God's family, they will be raised up. And when we say that, we can't just think of going to heaven after we die. It includes us being raised up right now. Because even now, there are parts of us that are dead and need to come back to life. And I don't just want to say that to you uh, to have you think of it conceptually or theologically in your mind. All right? Get to know how that feels. Okay, think of the last time that you had a serious argument with your spouse or a parent or a child or another family member or a close friend. Think of how you feel in the, in the hours and days after that. All right? Think of the last time you hurt somebody with your words or with your actions. Think of a time where you lost a loved one that you care about. Again, in those moments, we feel dead. We feel lifeless. That sadness and depression, it cripples us to the point where we're unable to feel any type of joy. And even, in, even though time seems to heal that a little bit, there's actually a subtle way in which death remains that we don't always sense. We're not always aware of it. And I want to explain what I mean by that by sharing you a little bit of, of my own experience and what I've been praying about lately. Because for the last few weeks, uh, at the recommendation of, of some of the priests of the archdiocese, I've been spending time reflecting on 
the roots of my own personal sin. Uh, the things that I do that I know are against God's will, but I can't seem to overcome, especially those uh, thoughts and attitudes that I seem to be confessing in the sacrament of reconciliation again and again and again. I've been asking God to show me where those sins originate, what their roots are. I ask, why do I do things that I know are wrong and, and, and perhaps more troubling? Why do I fail to do things that I know I'm supposed to be doing? And so in my prayer, asking the Holy Spirit to show me these things, uh, my thoughts have been led to some times early on in my life where I was angry and fearful when I was experiencing grief. Moments where I experienced rejection and embarrassment, humiliation and loss. And over time through my prayer, I've started to see how those experiences connect to some of the sins that I struggle with now. Those experiences that cause anger, fear, and grief, they still linger a bit because they started to form some lies that I bought into. Lies about myself, lies about God, lies about what it means to be human. And again, I didn't deal with some of these very well. I didn't deal with rejection and embarrassment well at the time. So again, I started to buy into lies and I found a way to cope with rejection and embarrassment that aren't good. Out of fear of rejection, for example, I've been, I've always wanted to play it safe. I've been afraid to take risks that I believe God wants me to take uh, in my spiritual life, in my ministry here among you, things like that. And so in my prayer, I've, I, what I've had to do, uh, again, at the recommendation of priests, other priests who've gone through this process too, is to go back and to sort of re-enter and relive some of those moments, some of those experiences where I was angry and fearful and, and, and grieving. I had to go back and sort of ask God to be present in those moments and, and ask for some healing. I've had to go back to moments that make me feel insecure and embarrassed about myself, and I've had to ask God to show me how He was present in those moments in ways I didn't know at the time. Again, this is a process of healing, and it's the beginning of a process of healing, and it's the beginning of the process of being raised up by the love of the Father out of sin and out of, out of death. Moments in our lives that cause anger, fear, and grief those are wounds from which so many of our sins spring from. Those are moments where, again, some of those lies that we buy into are formed. We need to experience the love of the Father in these. And the good news is that the love of the Father, just as it's more powerful than death, the love of the Father is more powerful than these wounds that we carry with us. And to show those wounds to God, to bring those out to another person, to, to relive them, even in our minds, it does cause suffering. Okay? It causes us to confront uh, times of abuse, moments of betrayal, moments of unbearable and unthinkable grief. 
And many of the ways that we begin to cope with some of those thoughts, that's where, again, our, our sins are rooted in. Those events cause us to buy into lies about ourselves, about God, and about other people. And our sins are rooted in these wounds. And so in your own prayer, I want you to start to, I want to encourage you, uh, you know, call to mind your, your sins, especially those ones that you seem to be repeating time and time again. Ask God to show you what the lie is behind them. What's the lie that you have bought into that's shaping that? And what's the experience in your life that, that's caused that? What's the experience, that, that little crack where you know those, those weeds of sin start? You know, I mean, just, just think of like the sidewalk. You see those cracks uh, where little seeds get in and, and you start to see the weeds pop up in those cracks, okay? And again, you can't just can't just eliminate that weed by snapping it off at the stem. You've got to remove it at the root or else it's going to keep coming back. And so again, we need to get the, get the sin out at the root and have those little cracks healed so that we don't continue to repeat these things. Again, this causes some suffering, but look again at the words of St. Paul. He says, if only we suffer with Him, we may also be glorified with Him. Going back and reliving those moments of anger, fear, and grief, that's the suffering. That's the pain. But it leads to healing and to an even deeper security in knowing that we are loved by God. And that's ultimately what we have to do to understand the love that exists in the Holy Trinity. And that is where we need to experience what we need to experience in order to make disciples and to be faithful to this command that Jesus gave us at the end of Matthew's Gospel here. Alright, our church, our mission is to make disciples. Okay, to help our community grow. And the church does not grow just by good ideas and good values and good morals. It grows because people can actually bear witness to the resurrection. To tell people, I've experienced some healing. I've experienced a, a, a new beginning to life. I've experienced that. We can only do that after we experience the love of the Father, which heals our wounds and raises us up from the death of sin.